more down to just two players with a bomb down. Falsy finding three, four. Will we see the ace from Falsy this round? Welcome to Showstopper, BU Gaming's Collegiate Valorant podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Moncow. Today, joining me, as he always does, to my right is Mr. Philip Tran, my trusty co-host, also the captain of the Valorant B team here at Boston University, as well as two very special guests. We have Falsia, the co-captain of the Valorant A team, uh, as well as Dari, the main Omen player for the Valorant B team. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to have this finally go live. This has been in the works for a while, so I'm looking forward to this. I'm very excited. I mean, all of us have, for lack of a better term, lived and breathed Valorant for a while, so I'm, I'm glad that we can kind of start sharing this. Very true. So I guess, I mean, we gotta, there's so much that we can cover in this, in this first episode, right? Um, when this, just to give a bit of background, when we started planning this podcast, um, this was before the 1.11 patch notes, uh, which I think have been pretty historic um, recently in Valorant at the very least. And so I think that's probably the best way for us to start. The 1.11 patch notes, they were quite a while ago now, so it may not be fresh in your mind. We can go ahead and look over those as we talk. Um, these were the patch notes actually that nerfed Sentinels in Valorant, uh, which up until this point were pretty much an integral part of every team. We had... We had Killjoy and we had Cypher see massive changes to how they were played. Mainly, mainly the fact that Cypher's traps no longer stay active after he dies and that there are ranged-based abilities to Killjoy and Cypher. Um, I think that since then, we've seen the game change quite a bit. And since that's the, most, the biggest change, I think, in a long time, we, we should start there. Um, do you want to just sort of talk us through what we were thinking when this dropped and what has happened since then, uh, Philip? Yeah, sure. As a, a long-time Sentinel player, it seems like I've been playing nothing but Sentinels for a long time in this game. Uh, if not, if I'm not picking up like uh, Brim or something, but yeah, 111 had a quite a big effect on how people are playing Sentinels. Um, I think when it came to the Cipher nerf, uh, I don't know. It's kind of contentious. I I still play Cipher a lot because I still enjoy how you play Cipher. You know. It's all about tricking your enemies, you know, getting them to walk into your tripwires, which is a huge part of the game. And it, it wasn't really a big deal that those were revealed upon death, because for a good cypher, you're going to mix up your traps anyways. Um, but not having his stuff be activated while, when he dies, I think that's a lot different. It, it makes you almost have to play either more aggressively, you know, just in case you need to really make a difference during the game, or to back off and play even more passively, which is very interesting. And I think when it comes to Killjoy, I'm not sure if it's it's quite a nerf. It's more like a side grade, almost like a, a shift in the paradigm of how you're supposed to play Killjoy. Um, the first thing being that uh, all her traps are now range-based. You have to be uh, between 40 meters, I believe, yeah, of her alarm bot and turret for it to be activated, and otherwise they're just not going to be used. Um, and you see uh, an additional buff to being able to recall her turret and alarm bot, as well as a buff to the damage of the nanoswarm grenade, uh, which I think made Killjoy more of an on-site defender rather than something where you just set traps in a random place and walk away from it. I think what Riot is trying to do with Killjoy especially is make uh, Killjoys play with their gear more. Instead of making it uh, if, instead of making these things passive, it's more of an active management sort of thing, especially with the turrets and stuff, uh, where you have to you are allowed to recall them much more quickly. I think recently I've been playing a lot more Killjoy, um, especially since I've been home for winter break. 
And one of the biggest things I noticed is that there is no sudden forget meta for Killjoy anymore. I think that um, it's very valuable for you to be able to put down an alarm bot and just one of the swarm nano swarms down, and then um, elsewhere, or when they take another site to uh, make sure you recall both your turret and your alarm bot, and then also throw the additional nade on the retake. Um, instead of just setting everything up, uh, I think I'm specifically thinking of um, bind and setting up Killjoy on the B site, the uh, the regular turret that would typically go on the back box and then the right. alarm bot underneath hookah and for the alarm bots for long and underneath hookah are usually pretty uh, standard setups for Killjoy, but now you can use that extra utility to be able to rotate off and hold A with a turret, especially through heaven or maybe even around hookah. I agree. I especially think that, I mean, we were reaching a point before this patch in the game when Cypher was kind of a must pick, I feel like. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot, a lot of teams were running Cypher, almost yeah. regardless of map, almost regardless of the rest of the party comp. And something crucially that isn't realized about this as well is we were also reaching a time when nobody was running Sage. Uh, Sage had sort of totally fallen off of the meta. So while this has definitely made Cypher less used, Killjoy more used, what do we feel like this has done to Sage? Because uh, Sage. Sage is kind of the forgotten mm -hmm. Sentinel, no? Yeah, you're right. And Sage has been super neglected. Uh, but I think now with patch 1.14, it might have made Sage just a little sweeter uh, with the changes to her wall. You've been seeing Sage been nerfed patch after patch mm -hmm. um, when the game was first released. I mean, Sage was a must-pick. Like, if you didn't have a Sage on your team, you threw the game, basically. Essentially. <laughs> but now, like, after all these nerfs, it seems like having a Sage on the team isn't too much of a big deal anymore. Um, but I think that kind of changed a little bit with 114, uh, which the barrier doesn't, like, lose health over time anymore. It's, it, like... It deteriorates uh, a few seconds before it's supposed to expire, which I think made Sage a little better of a pick. Um, it really rewards Sages who know how to use their wall, uh, know how to use it effectively, and put it up at the right time, uh, which um, I really think is valuable. And you see a lot of Sages actually be picked in Icebox now because she can effectively hold off that tunnel area mm -hmm. uh, by just putting a vertical wall there. Super powerful. I think Icebox is its own can of worms that we're definitely going to be getting into as well. But something we, we before we hop off of the two patches, um, we, so I just brought up the 1.14 patch notes as well. We have these sage changes here that we can look at. Do you want to just sort of walk through everything that was changed in that update for us, Philip, just so that we can get an idea? And this was what, maybe like a month after the 1.11 patch notes? Yeah, something like that. I'm not too good with dates, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, somewhere around there. Yeah. So with 1.14, the changes you saw really had to do with uh, Sage. Uh, her barrier orb can't be cast during the buy phase. And as I mentioned, the barrier doesn't lose health over time. It just starts to deteriorate a few seconds before it expires. Uh, and they've also made a few changes to Icebox, kind of reducing the verticality of the map a little bit. You see that with um, the vertical area. I think it's called Conveyor or something on A-Site, uh, where the, uh, the attackers will come from that higher grounds. They have also added a gate to that front site. And then after that, they've made a few changes on the, near the on-site area to make things, I think, a little easier to attack, um, reducing some of that, a little bit of verticality as well as some blind spots. Um, and then on B-site, you see yellow, that big container, the double-stack container, is now much shorter. Uh, I think this allows for even more interesting gameplay, actually, on the B-site, especially when it comes to that yellow container. Um, I don't know what you guys think about it. Like, How have you guys played Icebox? 
And is it? I think we have to. Yeah, we have to talk about ice box. So like, like we gotta. Mm -hmm. Is it a ban or is it a pick for you guys? Like, what do you think about this? Like, is ice box viable for comp? Is this a map you would want to play? A map you'd want to perfect? Are you gonna make it your own Vertigo, (laughs) Gabe? (laughs) No, no, God no. (laughs) Brian, would you love to play this as like Vertigo? No, absolutely not. I absolutely despise Icebox. Icebox, in my opinion, is a very flawed map. There are many angles that you literally can't win if you walk into them. Many angles that, well, after the change, actually, after the 1.14 change, one of the boxes on A used to be the most OP op corner you've mm-hmm. ever seen. Yep. You get on top of the gen, like as they walk into A main, you'll die. There's no, there's no chance in you winning that angle. But now the angle's gone. Yeah. But and only Jets can get there, so it's a bit better, I guess. But like Or omens, maybe. Omens, yeah. Or and raises. Then, don't forget the raises. That's true. The, the last <laughs> we don't talk about raises, all right? We don't talk about <laughs> Yeah. I, I think, would not want to play Icebox. I think I think I love Icebox, but No way. I think there's way. a lot of flaws to it. I think I love it only as an omen player because holding B. Uh, right around the yellow area, you can TP to like four different angles. Every time they push B, they have to check every like, like all four or five of the angles. And if they don't check one of them and you're in it, you cash in. It's it's at least a one for one. Most of the times it's a two for one. And then they either have to back off of B and retake through mid, or they just continue to rush and then your team just trades them out. It's clutch. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even need to introduce you as an Omen player. Like, it's so obvious. It's so clear. All right. So with Icebox, I love holding B, like solo hold that B long area Mm -hmm. near yellow just as a solo killjoy. It is so fun uh, doing that. You set up your turret and alarm bot and two nades, and you can stall so many pushes with that. Uh, I mean, you're at least going to get one person if you play it very smart, and then the rest of your team has time to rotate over if you know it's going to be a hard push because you have those nades to cut down a quick push. Um... And I mean, I think the lower the ranks get, it's kind of like the more effective that becomes. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. it's yeah. like it's just kind of like I don't know, um, taking down your local like YMCA like eight year old kids like little league team. It feels kind of <laughs> bad when you're at that rank because it's so effective. You're playing Killjoy there because people that rank don't know how to counter it. But um, exactly. I'm excited. I'm I like I'm still waiting to see how it's gonna pan out when we played in CSL. Like. Is my solo hold uh, on on B near yellow actually going to work? And when we go off into the playoffs and stuff, and actually yep. go against some like teams that have been practicing together for a long time, mm-hmm. are they going to get wise to my ways? I don't know. Uh, how about you, Gabe? It doesn't help that you just told them how you play on a podcast. <laughs> That's true. Okay, um, so <laughs> if they do their due diligence and actually watch yep. this episode, they deserve it. Like props, they just Anyways, deserve it. Yeah. I'm going to be playing Sky on that map, and I'm just going to flash you around the corner until, well, my entire team rotates. Yeah, both both of our teams are going to be running, like, full flash setups. Yeah, right? actually, yeah we're flash actually flash. waiting on the new agent. Um, Three Sentinels and two Smokes? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ultra defense. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think Icebox is such an interesting conversation. And I think that... I mean, that was something going into Valorant. A lot of people were really hyped about maps in general, especially seeing like Volcano, one of the map makers from Counter-Strike. He's was classically involved in like Cash, which is an iconic Counter-Strike map, worked with FM Pwn and a lot of map core stuff. Seeing him be brought over onto the Valorant development team, a lot of people were really excited about maps. And I think that's one of the things that most people were disappointed by at the start of Valorant was that uh, the maps weren't as strong as people expected, uh, especially the people who came from CS. There's a lot more corners. There's a lot more weird angles. There's just, it just feels totally different than I think what people expected. So 
getting more maps in the queue and as people get more um, accustomed to them, I think that we're going to see this entire perspective change. And I think it was about time that we got a new, a new map kind of like Icebox. Like it's been a while of people asking for change when it comes to maps. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something else as well to note is this is especially true in CSL, but also in other leagues that I've watched. There has been kind of a, a clear permaban going up to this point. Um, I'm pretty sure out of like the six matches we've played, we've played split maybe once and every other time it's been banned by whichever team could. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Nobody likes split. Nobody likes split. And I'm interested in seeing how that changes with Icebox. I think my hot take is that I think people are more willing to play. I think they're more willing to play Icebox than split. Ooh, I don't know. I really do. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, go ahead, uh, Brian. Like, what do you think about that? Because I see Icebox being such a Q dodger every single time I Q. Mm -hmm. It seems like, Maybe. oh, I get Icebox. I'm the, one I'm the one dodging. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's, it's you the whole time, yeah. Like, I mean, it seems like almost every time I queue, it's like, well, I got Icebox. I'm going to go grab some snacks and go to the bathroom because I know somebody's going to dodge this one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you think that that like that whole thing, like, um, do you think what you see in the lobbies actually translates to CSL? I think people tolerate Split, but they absolutely despise Icebox most of the time. Um, and I don't really know. Uh, like with Icebox, it's such a different map. There's a lot of verticality, so many angles to watch. It's... It's a lot different than the other maps, I'd say, and your focus is on a lot of uh, like a lot of other things. I don't know. What do you think? I think Gabe? I think one of the what things that um, really bothers me about Icebox is the little room off of attacker spawn to the left, where you can choose to push B. You can either oh, go directly yeah. into that elbow area or the little side room that yeah. gives you essentially no advantage. Because you're you're peeking into the ex exact same angle, and unless you're playing somebody who has like uh, like a blast pack, like Raze, or your Omen, and you could teleport, or you could jet, you could dash, nobody else can play that angle because you're either gonna get opt or you're gonna get killed by utility. And I think that if they made that small room connect to a different part of B long, it could be a complete different game changer because you could just actually take it from two different angles and have to force two people to watch B site. That's true. That's an interesting idea. I, I agree that room is totally useless. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of a bigger conversation, though, of like, I honestly don't know what Icebox is sided anymore. Mm -hmm. I think right at its launch, it was super defense sided because nobody knew the angles that existed and people would just have like, just pick agents that could jump or boost or dash or TP mm -hmm. and just sit in the highest angles they could find and be like, haha, I'm shooting you from heaven. Um, and it, it just, it was stupid. I think that now we've seen somewhat of the opposite. I mean, many times that I've played Icebox, we've had some very successful E pushes somehow by just lobbing like a ton of utility mm -hmm. up and then pushing like massively off the back of it. One guy flanks around mid or something mm -hmm. and you're golden. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think about that? What do we think Icebox is sort of leaning towards being sided right now? It's a very interesting question mm -hmm. because naturally I'm such a defensive sided player and I play Sentinels, so that makes it even worse. I feel like all the time I do way better on defense. But I don't know. It's there's there is something about Icebox pushes that just makes it different. And you kind of do have to play with your team more. Um I'm not really sure what to think, honestly. <laughs> I still yeah. think it's defense sided. I mean, I think all maps are defense sided at its core. Just because of Sentinels in general. That's true. Mm -hmm. Like, me as a duelist, as a jet, I don't know. A lot of times I just dash in, I just die. Like, I don't even know where I'm getting mm -hmm. shot from. They could be up, up in the sky, <laughs> they could be right next to me, I don't know. Especially on Icebox. Other maps, I... 
I think I have more of a sense of where they could be, but Icebox, there's way too many angles for me to play or for me to check. Yeah, I think that comes from like everywhere you push has like five different angles of visibility from. Like, for example, if you go underneath the bridge or underneath tunnel in mid as jet, like if you dash through, you can get killed from snow pile window, from top the second level of that metal box where you can plant the spike, from just like yellow from an opera, from somebody playing close. Like, it's insane how like open the map is and how like you just have to have a sentinel watching something with utility to win it and it, if you're attacking unless you get like two or three picks you could still lose the round yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. i think it makes using like a lot of smoke really necessary on icebox mm-hmm. just to cut off all those sight lines from defenders that's when you're going to really have to rely on the rest of your team as a duelist to get those opening kills and actually push in which is what i think gabe is is talking about if you're playing with a team that is pushing effectively and using utility really effectively, cutting off those sight lines that are super plentiful in this map, you're going to be able to get control of the site much more easily than if you just mm-hmm. uh, if you just try to go and dry. Yeah, there- I actually do want to make a note about that. I think I think something interesting. I mean, a lot of times it's hard to talk about Valorant uh, and new Valorant updates without comparing it to the only game that it is comparable to, which is kind of a trick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think that one one thing that's really interesting is in CS, there's kind of this meta that's been around for forever, or at the very least since like the Astralis era of 2018, of you, you don't just use utility like when you see somebody or when you think when you see somebody in a corner, you, you strategically clear out every angle that they could be in, and then that's when you push the site. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens as much in Valorant. Maybe it's because not everybody has a Molotov or, or an HE grenade equivalent um, that can actually clear out an angle. And a lot of times it's more like smokes or movement abilities. But I think that at the very least in the way that we've been playing and the way that CSL has been playing out and some of the games that I've been watching, it's been a lot more about smoke up and then push off the back of it with flashes. We haven't seen this sort of systematic clearing of with like Molotovs or drones or something like that that can actually clear these angles. I think that's going to be crucial on Icebox. I think if you, because I agree with what you're saying right now, smoke pushes are, are are working pretty well, Philip. But I'm thinking A site, for example, on Icebox, right? If you smoke off like that mid site area, they can still hide behind that site. And mm-hmm. now they have close range angles that they can play with. They can sit in the smokes. They can molly through the smokes. They can do a ton of stuff to shoot through them. It's it's almost impossible, I feel like, to get accurate, like like good enough smokes that they can't abuse in some way. So I feel like we're going to see way more of like a, a Molotov or like de- um, damaging utility mm-hmm meta on icebox where we're going to be clearing those top angles with like killjoy lineups where we're going to be lobbing those nades across the site and we're gonna have like phoenix is throwing mollies and a brimstone might come back into play because i don't know that smokes are good enough i think to that's take a, site like a that. really interesting way to play the game pushing your enemies out of those angles that they might be in just to clear the site make sure they're not there and push them into places where you know they certainly have to be Maybe it, people are going to start playing it like that. Um, maybe it's just something that the Valorant player base has to get used to now. Uh, finding these new, little more innovative and different ways to think about the game to get the upper hand. Do you guys think, I think that, it's gonna have um, to be. Do you think that as a, as a counteract to that, people are going to start to play? Well, this is what I'm expecting to see from, the C- from CSL is just, especially on A-site, playing just for the replay. Absolutely giving them the site because all the corners are so narrow that it's all, it's essentially a one-for-one one trade, every single corner on A site. So you just play outside of doorway, outside of main, you wait for that mid flank to push, you kill, you trade that fast, and then you try to retake with 5v4 on site. And I feel like that's the best way to tackle because typically people are going to plant default in that little area next to the box and back out to either nest or just all the way back and loop around to get on the platform to watch the spike. 
And that gives you a, like a crazy opportunity to retake maybe 5v2, 5v3. And that's just an easy trade, retake. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping that's how CSL plays it. I don't know. Maybe we should try that in one of our games. Mm -hmm. Let's actually just pick Icebox and go for it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's risky for the same reasons that I just gave, though. Like, I agree that that's how I think it will Mm -hmm. play out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably the smartest way. But where my mind goes, and maybe I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate here, Mm -hmm. uh, is if you do that, then there's no incentive for them to use their utility early to start clearing the site. Mm-hmm. So they can save all that utility for post-plant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of worrying because Icebox is open enough of a map that you can definitely like lob some cross-map nades mm-hmm. and like onto the, the bomb. I mean, I've seen like Viper lineups and stuff already. Mm-hmm. So I, I almost feel like what we're going to see is sort of like a hybrid of what you described mm-hmm. where maybe you keep like an Omen, for example, around and his only job is just to smoke that entrance just like forever. Like, all he does is just smoke that entrance forever. Because as long as that is smoked, they can't push without full utility. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it's so hard to clear that. Unless you're going to, like, I don't know, jet dash through it with a flash and get really lucky. Yeah. I think it's really risky. So I think we're going to see, like, some sort of controlling utility there, but very little manpower presence. I agree with I agree. on that. That's a good point. And I think B-Side plays totally differently. Yeah, it's a completely uh, different I think game. <laughs> B-Side is B-side's just, so a- wow. I'm an A player, so I would oh, love yeah. to hear, like... Hi, B-Side especially, player I mean, here. you've mentioned, <laughs> you've mentioned your Killjoy setups, but, like, I always have a terrible time taking B on attack. I don't know. Yeah. I have a terrible time taking everything. I mean, it's yeah, taking B like, on attack is very interesting, especially that super long, like, choke point there where I usually play as a Killjoy. Um, it really depends, I guess, on the other team and what they have, but some teams are very effectively just able to shut down that area, and there's not a lot you can do about it, um, simply because they're using their utility correctly. So, if you can't take B there, where are you going to take B? Maybe through mid. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of plays just go off of mid control and have been relatively successful. Because when you open up mid, I think this is the same thing with like Haven or something. Mid control is really everything for some of these maps. You take mid, and now your options are really open. If you, you can you can take A for more of that like CT spawn area. You can even take uh, B through that under that tunnel area, provided you have the right utility. Uh, I love how we haven't even mentioned tube, because unless you buy an oh. Odin, you're not getting through that sage wall. Yeah, oh, essentially. Yeah, like it's just there yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> The only way you can do deal with that tube is if the other team isn't playing with a sage or you know that they're not like doing anything with that tube. You can mm-hmm. go right up tube. I mean, that's a play that I really like to do. Take mid control and have people go up tube and wrap around to B. You don't even have to contend with that B long area um, sometimes. But it really depends on how the enemy plays. I, I, I'm thinking Icebox is going to be sh- shaping out as more of a dynamic map as time goes on and, and people know how to play it and they stop Q dodging it. <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, what I've yeah. seen is some really like from the attacking side. What I've seen at least to be really effective attacking sides is definitely mid control. I've seen sides that just like instantly like omen two smokes top mid like mm-hmm. front front yeah. top mid and right side of mid and just like somebody dashes up onto the tube above peaks above the smokes and we have somebody running down the tube. I I feel like that's the best way to get map control because. Where else are you going to get it? Like, if there's an opper holding B long, unless you use, like, a ton of utility to push him off, and even then you're nowhere near the site. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like, what are you going to do? And, like, A site, we've just said, like, you can't do it unless they're playing, like, retake or use a ton of utility as well. So I feel like I feel like mid control is the only way to, like, push up on an ice spot. Yeah. 
I am honestly, I'm in agreement there. Uh, mid control and icebox is everything. If you've exhausted all your options uh, with your team, try calling them up mid. Get some of that control. Push the person off a of snow pile first. That's probably one of the spots that you're gonna. Be, or is it called snow pile or is it called boiler? I believe it's called boiler. I don't know. That, I'm not yeah. sure entirely. Yeah. yeah, it's called boiler. It means that opping position that you can watch right into um, the uh, attacking spawn. Basically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you can smoke that off or flash it off and get the pick, um, your options are pretty much open there. And that's one of my favorite ways to take A, honestly. Just up through mid, take the back entrance, you got the sight, you, you just uh, play off the defenders rotating off of, like, I don't know, kitchen and B. I think, I think I, one sneaky pro omen tip, and I, and I get excited. Here we go, here we go. I get excited when they pick Sage on, the, on defense, on icebox, because as omen, you can't fully block the tunnel with Sage Wall. Oh, no way. Is he so going to TP past you it? You can TP past it. And they're usually watching like into mid or like they're already rotated watching B site. So you can just get a free pick. You can use it for mind games. You can wait for the water break and then push when it's down. You could TP through it early. You could smoke off kitchen TP through. You could smoke off kitchen fake TP, push underneath. There's a lot of different plays. That's so <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's such an interesting thing. Like, Tube is such an interesting place. I think it could honestly be even more interesting to play mm -hmm. but the way that some people play tube is it's pretty interesting i didn't even know you could tp pass it as omen mm -hmm. now that that's pretty cool yeah and i did yeah, notice that imagine if people i imagine if people actually start doing that though like sage will angle her angle her angle the wall, wall yeah, like, right? yeah. like like surely mm -hmm. i'm sure yeah, i don't know like, it's a matter of time okay huge question what is your dream like five agent pick for icebox like who do you oh, want on your team Oh, it's a hard one. Like, I'm thinking, like, for myself, I'm definitely Killjoy, um, just because I think she's so effective at locking down that B-long area and even helping out at A if needed. Um, just being able to play around those two main entrances um, on A site, like the left and the right side, you can use an alarm bot and nade just to kind of slow down a push there if you know that they're going to come up. And hopefully the rest of your team can rotate off um, and onto A site. Yeah, again, Behold is pretty much immaculate. And then, I don't know, Sage? Uh, I guess so. I mean, holding tube is great. I think her ult is the best in the game, provided that you have good teammates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seeing as you can just revive a whole nother player, yeah. Uh, the rest, though, I'm not sure. Uh, Omen, I think, is almost a must-pick on any team, just because of how versatile Omen is. I mean, he's mm -hmm. got the smokes, he's got the flashes, he's got a great ult. Um, so I just picked three. Right, I think you. I, I think you have so. to go for the Sova. The Sova, Sova is for too information. Is so good. Sova's really good. I think for information, especially because mm -hmm. it's such an open map, she get arrows like crazy. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, I don't know. Get a get a duelist. <laughs> of yeah, Jet. Reina I'm gonna go with something. Jet here. Reina. Oh, Any, Jet. I like Jet because of the movement potential there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I didn't pick a Flash character, did I? Yeesh. I guess we're just <laughs> we don't need flashes. I guess no flashes. Uh. Maybe hop you out, ready? get rid of that sage, and put in a flash character like Breach. Honestly, Philip, Philip, you're thinking too small brain here. I'm about to enlighten you. This man's gonna say five Let's duelists. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You got your omen, and you've got and you've got your sova. All right, those are a given. So mm -hmm. you've got three slots to work with. Sage, just control that 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 mid all day long. Control that too. Viper, <laughs> and use Viper to Viper. throw walls across B <laughs> and cut off the entirety of the site. And then That's you true. execute that from long. True. And and I think 
think breach i think breach which is good and then you just like keep flashing over and over you just win <laughs> it's mm, just that's done. very interesting no duelist in any of our lineups really i mean i mean I unfortunately have, i, have I think icebox is so careful that complicated yeah it's so hard to play i kind of half-heartedly put in jet as a duelist but i'm not actually sure you know we should talk about more viper more though so dari what do you think i think viper i've been watching a lot of montages on youtube of viper's uh post-plant setups it's the most awful thing to play against and yeah. it's so toxic no pun intended. I've been playing it. It's so fun. It's literally your team just yells at you if you're in a 1v1 situation because <laughs> she has like five different lineups from different holds and they're way off site. You have to go rotate to her, try to kill her while she's setting up and then rotate back to defuse. And 90% of the time, you don't have enough time to do it. But I think because it's impossible to practice her in the training range, um, not in the training range, in custom uh, maps because her abilities don't reset. Like the smoke, I believe, doesn't reset. You have to pick it up. I, I, th I saw a few Reddit threads. I think so. Yeah, complaining about that. I think that's what's preventing more of that in my games, and I'm thankful for it. And when they patch that, it's going to be over for me because I'm going to be able. To, I'm going to be losing every post play. Viper must pick. So, Dari, what's your like dream comp for Icebox? <laughs> I think my dream comp for Icebox would definitely have to be... Um, Anything, anything but Cipher. I think Cipher is awful on Icebox. Yeah. I think I'd have the to angle, agree. Cipher the just for doesn't Cypher work. Just bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's too open of a map, and I think there's way too many possibilities. That is, trips are kind of not as effective as Killjoy's more like area-based abilities. Mm -hmm. At least with then, you know, you can yeah. just dodge his stuff. Yeah, it, and everything is boxy in Icebox. Yeah, you can tell from the name, but like everything will just be completely horizontal trips everywhere, and you yeah. just. But I will say, raise, I think, is very powerful on Icebox since the changes. I think the yellow oh, change true. made her insanely good at getting up to the second tier behold box, right. mm -hmm. where she could just see down. Haven't seen any flights montage clips from that, but I feel like they're coming soon. <laughs> just get a rain death from up there, yep, you know. Exactly. That's so cool. What are you, Brian? What are you thinking? Leave day team strats. Here we go. Me? I don't pick play icebox that have <laughs> i think any character that can get up like any verticality on them like jet raise and omen those would be my top three for now then the other two would just be sage and a sentinel all right i don't care if we win the game or not i'd much rather make the game so bad for them <laughs> who are against. like they're playing attack we're playing defense i'd much rather all five of us be like up somewhere in heaven, I don't know. Breach, Breach, Sage, Viper, Killjoy, Omen. Just, <laughs> it's done. Yeah. I don't know. I hate that I'd... map. Or if I'm playing it, I'd much rather make the experience worse for the other team. So That's so toxic. That's pretty hilarious. All right, CSL, you heard it here first. <laughs> We're just here yeah. to be annoying. You guys want to talk about uh, Viper a little more? Because I think it's a very I think interesting we to. topic. Mm -hmm. Like, Viper, Viper, Viper. What, 2% utilization? I don't know. Very low utilization, mm -hmm. honestly. And before these patches, and you know, like just in the past, like a few months ago, it's like somebody picks Viper, that's like a joke pick. Like, why are you playing mm -hmm. Viper, right? Like, mm -hmm. or yeah. they're silver, so it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> it's like now I say that and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm gold too. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I, should, I should stop talking trash before I, before I go to iron. Anyways... Mm -hmm. With Viper, I think Viper's getting more and more interesting. The more that I see people use Viper, you know, using those walls to cut off stuff, uh, like on Bind or whatever, any map really, um, using her alts effectively to like 
really cut off sight lines. And then Dude, just you guys seen that one way stuff. on split that she does at like V Heaven that cuts off like ramp heaven, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's so one way. dumb. Yeah, it is insane. That split one way is really nice if yeah. you're an attacker. I, dude, I <laughs> just want to play. There's Viper a lot now. of nice Viper one ways, and I think some teams in CSL are going to consider using Viper. Not as a joke pick, but because in very specific cases, uh, if you the rest of the team is playing off of that Viper, mm-hmm. you're yeah. going to see some I think, amazing plays. I think we've plays. had, I think the one ma- map we lost on Bind was because the enemy team had a Viper that would just split the opposite oh, side. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, let me so let mean. me uh, search up them <laughs> up. I think it was Stockton University. Mm-hmm. This was the B team. Yeah, we actually threw our first round kind of bad because yeah. Dang, it was so weird playing against a Viper that entire game. It's because uh, you don't have a lot of practice against Vipers in comp that you're yeah. like not used to playing them at all in any other matchups. Yeah, yeah, it was actually. I don't think so we've really weird. played any, right, Brian? I A team, we haven't really played any Vipers. I've considered playing her that one time on Split. I know. I remember yeah. you were like, "Let's let it go to Split. Well, yeah, let it go to Split. Yeah, I want to play Viper." Like, yeah, yo, if they choose, <laughs> if they choose Split map two, yo, give me Viper. If we lose a game, you can blame it on me. But like, I swear, I'll <laughs> like, carry this map. But, but yeah. like, no, nah, they didn't choose it. I gotta tell you though, that Stockton U game, that first game made me very nervous. We went yeah. thirteen and ten. We just could. I think our first map was bind. We just yeah. could, we could not make, and that was a map we picked. I think we yeah. just couldn't. We just couldn't get past like just that initial, you know, wow factor. But we eventually got it back um, in the other games. Yeah. And we did we, very we well on Haven. Destroyed them in the other two games. Yeah, yeah. we destroyed them thirteen four in Haven. I think. Honestly, because Haven is one of our best maps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the other one we went to? Ascent, maybe? I don't really remember. It definitely I think wasn't it was split. Ascent. Definitely wasn't split. I'm, Not I think, split. Yeah. I think, I think while we're at this, we've been talking about Viper becoming a more you know, reasonable agent and more used. I think there's another agent that we have to talk, talk about. Do you, guys, do you guys hear that? Is that a, <laughs> is that a bird <laughs> in the distance? <laughs> <laughs> guys, Sky, Sky is such a meme. I, I remember when Sky first dropped, what was that 1.11 patch that she like became a thing? Yeah. Um, she, like, dude, people hated her. Mm-hmm. People were like, this thing needs to be nerfed immediately. Like the speed at which her bird goes and like the fact that people are using it just to find out people are there because she has like a voice cue when she blinds somebody Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of it was pretty absurd uh i don't know if people have kind of gotten used to it yet what is your guys' sort of take on that like do we think it's good do we think it's bad do we think it's op do we think it's not good enough it's very interesting because i haven't seen sky used yet in csl so i can't make too big of a judgment there yet but i have seen sky being used a little more in just regular pug matches and I noticed some things about Sky actually. When you throw her bird, if uh, when you guide it like manually, it's a really slow turn. But if you throw it at a wall, it just kind of ricochets off the wall, like it just like slides off really quickly. It's an excellent pop flash. That's gonna be very interesting. Yeah. I think some mm-hmm. teams on CSL are actually gonna be using Sky if Sova isn't particularly strong on a map as a kind of faux. As a faux Sova, which with a little more like initiation potential. That's I don't know true. if it's I think gonna Ascent be, is a great example. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's gonna be a must pick, but it might be an option for some teams who just don't see too much use for Sova because of the way they play. I don't know what any oh, and also the healing for our allies. Yeah, the healing's strong. That's true too. Mm-hmm. That's the healing's really good. That's nice. Especially if you're not playing with the sage, like you'd rather have somebody else on your team. 
I think Sky is like a weird blend of a of initiator slash information haver dealer slash like healer. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. But I think her ult is kind of mm, underwhelming. I don't know. I guess it's kind of what reigns it in. I mean, it reveals the position of three enemies, mm-hmm. which is all right. But I think a lot of people use it as a, a triple a, boom bot and just peek with it. And then while it takes the yeah. damage, they trade. Yeah. I think people have been using yeah. it more that way instead of actually just revealing where enemies are because there's mm-hmm. certainly better alts for that. I will say, especially in, in CSL, like the level that we play at, you're going up against those full Radiant teams, they don't count. But in the level that mm-hmm. we play at, like, the, the her wolf is underrated, I think. Like, you can clear so much with that before people, like, actually stop to shoot it. And even if they do, at least you got one person's position. If you have somebody playing off the back of that that can capitalize when they start shooting at it or, or molly somebody off of an angle or boom bot it or something, I think it's really powerful. Like, we just... We just mentioned all of her abilities and made like reasonable arguments as to why they're all really good. So why aren't we seeing more of her? Like, why aren't people using her? Is she just not better than the others, even though she's good? Um, hmm. I don't know where I would like, she doesn't replace Breach for me. No, Breach is still definitely better. I don't think Sky is like a drop-in replacement for anybody simply because she's kind of a blend of everyone. Like she's yeah. part Sova with the information from the bird, part Breach. I don't know, part Sage. Um. Almost part cypher with their ult, kind of. Not really, but I don't know. It's more of a... um, If you don't specifically need what makes each of those agents strong, but you still want some versatility, Mm -hmm. pick Sky. I don't know. I think Sky becomes 100% pick rate once they reduce healing on Phoenix, Molly, and Reyna Q. Yes. And after that, Sky is the best champion in the game, easily. Yeah. I think you might be right. Yeah. I think you might be right. Don't give him too many ideas. (laughs) <laughs> I think for a while we went off of like the healing meta mm-hmm. at, when Sage kind of died. I think we're going to go back towards it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, healing was so big back when Sage was OP and it was a must pick. Those days, maybe they'll come back with Sky and I'll have to play Sky. But <laughs> what do you think, Brian? Do you think we'll see it return? I don't like playing Sky. I mean, I don't like Sky in general, to be honest. I feel like her abilities are really good, but like one of the main flaws I see with her is that she can't heal herself. Yeah. Like, Especially if you're in a 1v1, you have a full heal. Like, you know, I you think that makes you squishy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to play passive Sky. Mm-hmm. You can't play Sky like you play Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah. you just can't. Then, it kind of puts her in a weird middle area. Like, she can initiate fights, but does she want to take them herself? Probably not. Probably wants to play behind someone. So, honestly, maybe Riot is making Sky more of a support character in this sense. Um, she has some aggressive abilities, but that's not the way you want to use Sky all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Since she can't heal herself, you're going to want to be playing off with another teammate. And this kind of brings up another question. Uh, Riot has also talked about, like, a few... We'll, we'll circle back to this, but I just wanted to bring it up. They're mm-hmm. talking about putting a set of changes to some controllers, as well as initiators and duelists, uh, in episode two, which is going to launch mm-hmm. next year. Like, right next year which is going to be very interesting to see. And what they are saying is they're going to be giving initiators and controllers some more team-focused powers. Maybe Mm -hmm. this game is going to be really shaping out to be like you have to play with your team or else you're kind of toast here. Guys, you're not supposed to kill with abilities, guys. You're not, yeah, literally. <laughs> guys, stop killing stop with abilities. Stop killing with please. abilities. Raze exists. <laughs> it's yeah. like, hmm. No, guys. We didn't mean for you to nade them. You just put it there, but don't use it. Don't use it. <laughs> it's Remember very interesting. Remember the two nades. Oh, 
Tough we don't. Times. We try to forget that era. <laughs> two we try nades. To that. There were two nades once. Two nades. Yeah, beta. What, what, two nades. Yeah, yeah there I'm were two nades. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Wow, I can't believe oh. they did that. Don't. Dude, she was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> like people insane. just had compilations of like, like they would show at the start, like just the the thing from from Riot, like mm -hmm. you're not supposed to kill with abilities, and then it's just a full on race compilation. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. It's pretty Boston. hilarious. So Sky. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I think see if, Sky. I think if they changed them. I think if they change initiators, I think Rain is the first to go. I think Rain is too strong. I think I agree. People are letting are letting Rain escape by, and no one's saying anything about it. But she can heal all of her health and armor back, and it's not capped at like one twenty five or anything. I feel yeah. like it should like the 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 rational nerf on Reyna is capping it at one twenty five, and making sure that yeah, you know she heals back some armor, but she's not able to just kill one full health, kill one full health, and it's impossible yeah. to take her down. It's kind of a rolling snowball situation. Mm -hmm. And when you're going up against Arena, you almost, if they're good, you're almost certainly going in with that fight with a disadvantage mm -hmm. in some way. That's very interesting to see because Reyna has been built up as this like rolling snowball kind of uh, agent where you need to be good at the game and get those kills, but is Reyna too good perhaps? Mm-hmm. I think I think the problem is more of like the the mentality that we're setting for the game by having people like Reyna be so widespread. Mm -hmm. It's and again I'm gonna have to reference CS. That's where I come from before this. Um, CS like it's been the same game for like 15 years. The weapons don't change. The the meta changes, but that's because people find new innovative ways of playing it. The maps don't change. The weapons don't change. Nothing really changes. And yet things like the way that the game is played does change, even though no content gets changed. That, I think, has led to a level of depth that we are far from in Valorant. So I wanted to give that disclaimer first. It's just the game is a lot newer. Mm -hmm. But the way that you play CS is not just this, like, get three people on these characters that are, like, self-sustaining killing machines mm -hmm. and then have, like, maybe one other person that can, like, help them that is, like, a support player and you just sort of, like, run in and snowball everything. I feel like that is so viable in Valorant. I would even go further and say... It's almost like the way that people are playing it right now. Hey. You have like your Reyna main, who's like <laughs> yeah. the best player in the server. You have like a Breach that can like use his ult to just like single-handedly win like three rounds and a half or whatever. Um, and he just like flashes them in. And then you have like a Phoenix or a Jet, a Jet probably, to like break any traps and just get past Mollies. Mm -hmm. And then you just have those like, you have like maybe one Sentinel who's probably like your worst player on the team. Probably me. Um, and they're hey. just like healing or whatever. What's and up? they're just like, that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. You just sit at the back and you just heal. And everybody else just like runs up and kills everyone. And it's like whoever's dueling basically kill the other people I mean, first just wins. it kind of is that way in CSL right it's like kill the carry who's carrying hardest like yeah. who's at the top of the leaderboard yeah we need to eliminate that a person. weird way to spell DNL DNL mm -hmm. yeah I mean DNL yeah. is uh, cracked on your team he's definitely getting the kills and I mean Brian just, yeah. also kind of cracked I mean a lot of your team is pretty good honestly but you're also like, I'm gonna be honest team. if ops didn't exist I almost feel like there would be no reason to play smokes. <laughs> like there'd just oh, be no hilarious. reason to use smokes in this game. You would just flash and just run in and shoot everybody. That's true. Like the only reason, like I feel like like long range angles are almost the only reason to use use smokes because if you really want to and you have the good enough players to, you can just like flash and run, run. in and shoot <laughs> things. Yeah, that's true. And I don't like how I don't like that mentality for the game. So I, I would support a bit of a arena nerf or something. And I say that as. Reyna is the carry for my team. But that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Luckily, we don't play with Reyna. We play with the Jet as our top frag. So that's yeah. amazing. Clutch Brian up. takes turns. Brian, Brian takes <laughs> turns going over Some Dana. games. I don't know. Some, yeah, it's a flip-flop kind of thing. Sometimes I go like 0-20, dashing and dying. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like hey, classic. The life of a Jet. If you're not dying, you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. The most deaths oh. in the service is the most successful player in the game.
You just got to get the rest of your team to capitalize off of that. Exactly. <laughs> so I think at this point, we've kind of talked about Better talk like about where breach, we've come dude. since the patches. Oh, okay. We have to, you forgot uh, you're to right. talk about to the breach. entire Flash meta. <laughs> okay. So, but the thing is like, okay. How have you skipped that? I feel like that's kind of a meme. I feel like it's been a problem for a while. But I also think that it ha it isn't that much more of a problem now than it was before. It's no. just that people use the patch notes as a reason to justify complaining about it. So for people that don't know, basically in the 1.11 patch notes that we mentioned earlier, I think it was 1.11. Yep. It was 1.14. 1.11. That was Sky added yeah, and Breach buff. 1.11 Sky was added, which kind of yeah. changed everything. And Breach buff. Not only was Sky added, but we also had the Breach flashes extend their duration. Um, which I think between those two, everybody was like, I don't want to be just white faced mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just my screen is white constantly. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm going to be honest. I feel like this has been a problem for a long time. Uh, I feel like I, back when I started playing this game in beta, I think up to this point still, I think the flashes in this game are broken. I've played like hundreds of hours of this game at this point. Still can't dodge the flashes, to be honest. Maybe I'm just terrible at the game. Maybe it's just me, but I, I think flashes are too powerful. Honestly, maybe it, I got it. I share the same sentiment. Uh, it's either because I'm really bad at the game and I can't dodge a flash. I mean, I can do it in CS. So I know I can do it there at, at least. Yeah. I can do it in CS. But when it comes to Valorant, any flash just catches me off guard for some reason. Um, and with the breach blah, uh, bro, wow, I can't speak. With the, the <laughs> beat, breach buff, who slow down yep. there. Yeah. There um, three flashes. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of made things a, a little, uh, harder as a defender, you know, holding on the site. But I love it when you were using it on attack, though. I gotta say, when we have uh, somebody from the B team using Breach to initiate on the site, it's the best feeling mm -hmm. ever when the entire team on that site is completely blind. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's fun to play with, but not particularly fun to play against. And it's made Breach more of a staple on some teams, I'd say. It's kind of a lock-in for B team, honestly. I know you guys don't play with the Breach. Uh, We'd like to, though. But yeah. you'd like or I'd to. like to, at least. But we just don't really have like the space for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, um, even as all these things change, all these patches have been added. How has your lineup actually changed, Gabe? Like, compared to the B team, I feel like our lineup has changed relatively little, honestly. Ours hasn't changed at all, I don't think, really. Yeah. I mean, the, the changes were due to adding players, not due to... Yeah. Like, it was due to playstyle changes, not due to, like, game changes. Gotcha. And I would still say that, in my opinion... Breach is one of, if not the strongest character in the game. Um, just as like a, a single guy that doesn't need anybody else. Yeah, like, I mean, great like Some alts. characters are really powerful when used yeah. with other, other things, and you know, they can really help the team, and like as a team effort and whatnot. I think Breach, just as a standalone character, just what he can do is kind of absurd. It's amazing, um, yeah. Like clearing so corners, I, uh, that's one. Three flashes. The alt is absurd. The great alt. Uh, what's his other ability? The um, All in? The, what was that? Yeah, like the clearing of like the... Yeah, yeah. 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 The clearing, like... Explosion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that's all good individually. Like, if you have those abilities as an individual player, you're going to wreck some face. And when mm -hmm. you use those in conjunction with the push with your team, it's even better. And those are the kind of characters I really like having on the team. Like, or the agents I like having on the team. Somebody who is, like, self-sufficient, supporting, like, can get things done on their own. Mm -hmm. But when combined with the rest of the... Like, the backbone of the team really get stuff done. And I think Valorant has to be played that way right now. 
Mm-hmm. Like Counter-Strike doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You can have like two people out of the five that are like self-sustaining like machines and they just open space for the rest of the team. Yeah. And then you can like full execute. I think Valorant has to be played that way right yeah, now. You I, have to have everybody be self-sufficient. Otherwise it's a gap. Like it's just, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it comes really with just the change being between those games being the, the the agent selection, you know, the different sets of abilities. Sometimes you have to rely on some of those abilities to, you know, work with certain situations. Um, and honestly, it also changes the way you play. Like the way you play as a Counter-Strike player doesn't matter if you have a different skin on. Exactly. Yep. I mean, I yeah. mean, I mean, you're better, obviously, because yeah. skins yeah. equal wins. Skins do equal skills. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Especially in Valorant. <laughs> Especially in yes. Prime Vandal. If you have the Prime Vandal. Dude, Prime Vandal, Vandal? Prime oh. Vandal shoots a shooter. All right. I swear to God. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, in Riot Games, there is definitely an accuracy multiplier. Oh, for when sure. It comes There's to the no Vandal. way there isn't. Shoot yeah. straighter. You shoot better. Hello. You're. <laughs> Hello. Wow. Is this going to focus? Gabe Hello? is not focusing right now. <laughs> is he? Oh, I'm in another dimension, guys. It's Anyways, fine. the Prime Vandal, almost certainly, there is something about that gun that makes you better. It's not empirical at all. But there is. I think now that we've mentioned skins, just before we wrap up, I think we should also cover like, you know, there were some other minor things that aren't game changing at all that happened since then. So we had like the seasonal event on a much lighter note, less like brainiac note. I thought the seasonal event was fun. I thought that was cute. I really like that they do that in Valorant. It was something that I've missed in a lot of other FPS games. Is more like lighthearted game modes like that. Dude, um, you're speaking about lighthearted so game modes. We games? gotta talk about TF2. Like the Halloween updates are always smacking. <laughs> But honestly, no, no, I meant esports, not TF2. Dang. (laughs) I mean, TF2 is an esport on the scale of the smallest amount possible, unfortunately. Mm -hmm, I love watching Comp TF2. Unfortunately, it's not that big. Anyways. I didn't play the I didn't play the snowball thing. I'm sorry. Snowball snowball was fun, but it had a secret skill-based matchmaking thing going on. Did it? Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. So like I was getting counter strafe like one tapped by the snowball. <laughs> oh wow! They're leading shots and everything mm-hmm. in a primarily hit scan game. This is impossibly good, guys. He's spin botting in the snowball game. What am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's also that's fun. It's. I mean, I've watched some videos of it. You know, because I gotta learn up on it because I'm hosting a podcast and stuff. But mm-hmm. it looks fun. I mean, reusing Brim's Molly as the snowball launcher is pretty yeah. cool. And those like extra goodies you pick up when you kill enemies. The power ups are busted. The ice skating one. Yeah. Gates, bro, and you're, yeah, they're absolutely you're absurd. Oh my. It's I mean, yeah, it is a <laughs> casual so game mode. So those sorts of things, like just snowballing off all your kills, must feel so good. Mm-hmm. Literally snowballing I, off literally. Your, your kills. Yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. I do wish there were more like fun game modes sort of permanently in the game. That's not necessarily that one because that one's seasonal, but it's like. If you're not playing comp, what are you going to play Spike Rush? Like mm-hmm. We don't talk about Spike Rush. Spike Rush is there, but we don't talk about mm. it. Did you guys Rush. actually like Spike Rush? I have played it a lot, mostly for Battle Pass XP, um, but I don't. Um, I still don't really like it. Like It's okay. I've gotten kind of used to it. but Yeah, I don't know. Spike Rush is um, something I play when I'm waiting for somebody else to queue, and I just don't want to sit there and do nothing. I at least yeah, get a Rush little bit of XP from Mission Simulator. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. It's, it's okay. Um... I don't play for the enjoyment. Does that make sense? I play for the XP and like just so that I have something to do when I'm waiting for someone to queue. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to do... The only real my... reasons to play Valorant. Yeah, and I don't want to do my CS homework. So it's like uh, Spike Rush, mm, mm-hmm. the range, and homework. The range. <laughs> the range. It is better than homework, which is, you know, a pretty big accolade. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Deathmatch. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about death. Deathmatch is... 
goaded. The easily Dude, the best match. Easily the I best hate match. match. I despise death. Okay. I get I get more tilted in death match than I do in. I get so <laughs> yeah, tilted in DM. Yeah, yeah, me too. It is insane how tilted you can get in DM. It's good warm Dude, up. It's so unreal. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty it is good, good warm up. I really like yeah. going to DM just to you know get some bops on people that move realistically instead of some static bots. Yeah. I also, wish there were retakes like there are in CS. Oh, dude, which I know wouldn't work nice, as well but... in this game <laughs> because like there's abilities based stuff. But like <laughs> spawn everybody with half of their abilities if you or something. Figure it out per character what abilities they'll have and what abilities mm -hmm. they won't. A random Some agent, dude. Random agents. Yeah. Well, okay, that'd be pretty crazy, actually. I didn't even think about that, but that'd be pretty fun, too. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then you just, like, retake a site. Like, 30-second rounds, I'm talking. Like, maybe a minute rounds, because, you know, bomb. Uh, but, like, pretty much that. Like, I, I think that'd be really cool. That'd be I really so miss cool. that. Dude, retakes? Mm. Like, I mean, when it comes Surf to maps. CS, like, specific... <laughs> no, that's a bit far. <laughs> Yo, um... Uh, like exclamation point skins, you know, gotta do all mm -hmm. that. Prison stuff. server, yeah, that'd be cool. When yeah. it comes to like all that stuff, like um, the retake stuff, like the CS community has totally perfected retakes, and then Valve made it like an actual thing. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool yeah, to that's, see. Yeah, yeah that's that is cool. cool. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be a thing in Valorant, seeing as we can't have our own homebrew servers. The best mm -hmm. we can do is run it through Riot servers. Yeah. Unfortunately, which makes Valorant a little more of a I don't know, a sterile game almost? Like, Riot kind of controls the experience, the you know? They kind of yeah. control the experience to a certain extent. Whereas Valve is like, here's a huge sandbox. Make a castle, and we will mm -hmm. take part of that castle that we like and put it into our own game. Which mm -hmm. is pretty cool to see. As far see. as I know, that's like Riot's MO, though, right? Like, they do that with League 2. And they'll do that with, like, Valorant Esports when it gets a bit, like, more stable i guess mm -hmm. like they, yeah. they'll control everything it'll all be franchised they'll control it's kind of unfortunate because i think like especially when it comes to the longevity of games having like community run servers and a huge community that is super passionate about the game in that that sense is great for it like people community still made skins I mean, maps people still play 1.6 that's I true mean, people still play source people play i don't know a lot of older games that just have a huge community behind them. I mean, a lot of this is like Valve stuff because they're kind of slinging with that, that custom service mm -hmm. thing. That's something crazy actually to consider. I hadn't really thought about this. I mean, I've thought about part of it, but not the whole uh, like big scale thing. In CS, there is so much content and yet you do not need any of it to make the game fresher and the game will still get bigger and thrive and do great. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in Valorant, there is very little content being generated because there's no community like content input. And yet, you still need more agents being added and more tweaks being made, more maps being added, I feel like, for the game to feel fresh, necessarily. Because I think that's yeah. just a different approach. I think long-term, that might end up being a problem that we see with Valorant. Where, where it might go the way of League would then have, like, 140 agents, which I think would be absurd in an FPS. Imagine game. that, dude. Dude, that'd be so absurd in FPS. As long like, as Scott... You as, as long I don't get how people play League. That's very interesting, because I know nothing about League. And it's going to be the Smash Bros. of FPS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to play Guys, the Wii Fit Minecraft Trainer Minecraft is in Valorant. No way, <laughs> Steve is in Valorant? Steve Dude. is in Valorant. Steve is in Valorant. You get the lava bucket. He, I mean, he's clearly an insta-pick. Like, Dude, he's, Steve he's is S-tier. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, also, great. speaking of agents, rumored agent number 14, Shatter. I don't know if any of you have heard about this uh, like, I know nothing agent. about it, to be honest. I'll give I've you the it, rundown. So, Please do. This is what Riot said in one of their updates called State of the Agents. They sneaked this at the very end. That said, we wanted to sneak some insight into the future here. This year, we'll tear open with a duelist for all you lurkers out there who will keep you on your toes around which angles are truly safe. 
And if this agent gets added, that means we have five duelists in the game, which means mm-hmm. my five duelist setup is perfectly now viable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, this... Yeah, that's what that means. Yes. That tracks, That's yeah. exactly what it means. Viable, that's the viable. word I'd use, yeah. But hey, you have a dedicated lurk now. It's rumored to be called Chatter, and they're rumored to be a duelist, and they're supposed to have some sort of flash ability, and they're also mm-hmm. able to mask their footsteps, and the ultimate is rumored to be a cloning ability of some sort. This is like a phoenix with extra steps so far, which is very interesting. I mm-hmm. wonder how many of these rumors are going to pan out to be true, and what Riot is actually going to do with this agent. And maybe it's going to change how some people play the game. I don't know if they're going to be good enough. Like, a dedicated lurk Mm. well i don't know about dedicated but maybe a better use of a lurk i mean when i think lurk i think omen almost automatically Mm -hmm. simply because of the teleports and the uh the blinds like that's what i use for lurk i don't know about shatter is it going to be as good of a lurking agent and is it going to be as versatile i don't know i know nothing about it but equal to see do we know when that's dropping um I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic, and it's I'm gonna say like Q1 next year, like episode two. That's gonna be the agent. Mm-hmm. We don't know too yeah. much about it, but there have been some leaks about it. Well, when when you when you think about an additional agent, the question that comes up in my head is like, when is the pick and ban system coming out? Because we already have clear happen. counters. Like Cipher is countered by Jet and Raze, and when you pick Cipher on like Split. You're automatically going to lose B site because they'll just dash through, blast back through. So like, it's only the next logical step for a pick and ban. Imagine, imagine we like get siege style. yeah, yeah that that might actually become a thing. Like once we get like twenty agents and like mm-hmm. there's just so much variety that there's going to be some definite like hard hard counters. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to implement that somehow. Guys, why do you need designers for Valorant? Literally just have a generator that just takes all the info from like Siege, Counter-Strike, Overwatch, and just like randomly picks abilities and mix and matches them and just sends out like with a name. Yeah. It's just like person, person Agent a- 64. That's new new person. Just yeah, a I don't know. I mean, characters. <laughs> that's very interesting. Soldier, Soldier, Soldier 67. We have so- <laughs> yeah, 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 Soldier 67. We yeah, have guys, so many duelists now, like four duelists. Yeah. Like adding a fifth one. Uh, I mean, Riot does say they're gonna add some love to the other ones as well, like mm-hmm. more controllers, more initiators, and Sentinels. I really wanted another controller. Like right yeah. now, Oof. only Smoker that's actually viable in my opinion, just Omen. Mm-hmm. No one plays Brim. Brim is sus. Uh, I like Brim on one map, Bind. But yeah, I like bringing I like Omen on, on that because the extra smoke potential, mm-hmm. and honestly, that's all—that's all I like with Brim. Um, I don't know. I think in other cases, Omen is just a little more versatile, and losing one smoke, like I mean, Omen has two smokes and Brim has three, but Omen smokes regenerate over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So unless you need to like dump three smokes on something like immediately, I don't know. Trading like if they, a blind if they from give him regenerability on his smoke. Maybe hey, then, yeah. Uh, yeah. But hey, dude, Maybe. what's really oh, cool? Stem beacon, insta lock, dude. The stem beacon. Stem beacon. Stem beacon is so useless, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. It's the worst ability. Stem beacon is. It just takes ah. like ten and a half years to pull out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll use it if I have to. If we're on site, I'll throw it down just so I can get the fifteen percent higher fire rate and pretend I'm Reyna. But you know, it, I don't know. Does it what stack with Reyna's ult? <laughs> well that that's insane but what if you could use the stim beacon to debuff the enemies like it increases your fire rate and if they walk into it it lowers their fire rate now double the length of the stim beacon and he could just like throw it onto sites and then you run into it stim beacon and if they're out. there then they just can't shoot that'd be so hilarious that'd be interesting 
That'd be interesting. Yeah, then Brim just becomes a must pick and we break the entire game. So that's, it's, that's that, that makes him even a more of a threat on post plant on any side. So we give him a launcher for his stim beacons, right? So now there's stim, like there's stim, like stim lineups. Stim lineups. Yeah. Dude, the stim lineups <laughs> would debuff the enemy. Oh my God. That's so toxic. That's hilarious. I don't know. I like Brim. I actually play Brim if I'm not playing the other Sentinels. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know I about don't. his viability in actual like CSL matches, uh, save for binds, which I think he's pretty strong in. Just because yeah. he has, you know, he he adds to the smokes that Omen has, and he has a Molly, which is decent, and he has a great alt, relatively great alt that I somehow manage to miss every time I use it. So yeah, no, yeah. But like agree. what what agent is like your least picked? Like like what agent do you just never want to see on your team? Like <laughs> I don't know if there's such a thing, honestly. Viper, Viper, dang. I love Viper. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I yeah, feel like I with know. the right setup, you can play anything. I feel like almost yeah. all of them are viable in some way, depending on your team comp. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I agree. It's so weird. I also feel like if you have people fragging out, like it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of a problem. I don't like that mentality in the game, but <laughs> it it is kind of true. Agent based shooters, Gabe. Everybody needs to do their part. Apparently. Yeah. So hard to see, huh? Raise diff. Unfortunate. <laughs> Raise <laughs> being different. Yeah, you guys raises wanna, a team player. You guys want to talk about CSL a little bit, Gabe? Yeah, we can touch on that before we sort of mm-hmm. wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so we've 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 gotten. I think I think that's a good place to sort of uh, pitch like our last last sort of topic before we we head off for the night. We've I mean we've played quite a few matches between the two teams in CSL. That's the league that we both play in for collegiate esports, and we've been on a bit of a player break, so to speak, for now. Um, over the winter, we haven't played in what like four weeks now, three weeks. Yeah, almost yeah. a month, I think. Um, yeah, so, and we'll be coming back in just over a week, I think. I think January 9th is our first match back. What do we, what are we expecting going back in? Are we confident? I know A-Team <laughs> has a very tough matchup <laughs> oh, that man. we're a little scared. Uh, the Scarlet Knights, they're, um... Oh, I heard they sus. are, um, quite the team. They're Rutgers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. As far as I know, they're Immortal 2 and up. They have multiple, like, Radiance. Oh, which is worrying. Yeah, that is but, like, quite we'll the matchup. Like, we haven't lost anything. Like, Yikes. ever. Have, have they undefeated? given up a map? Have they given yeah. up a map? They have given up not in this season of CSL. Um, I watched other leagues that they compete in because that's that's true too. They compete in like a ton of leagues. I could only ever find a record of them dropping two maps and they still went on to win the league. Um, so it's a little sus. It's a little sus to say the least. Yikes! Yeah. You guys have a tough matchup there. How do you think about? I mean, is that your main threat? Do you think of any other teams as a, as a threat? Everything's a threat. Everything's a threat. The world is a threat. Whew. But like, yeah, that's that's the main threat. We should we we are still decently positioned to make playoffs if we lose to them, depending on how the rest of the yeah. trades work out between teams. But Can you remind the, it's close. Remind the the audience how that works. Like, how do we get in the playoffs, yeah. and how does the season work? So basically, the way the CSL is set up is that you have conferences, right? So I believe we have maybe twelve. 13 conferences or something, 14. Uh, And basically, conferences are regional. So in the Northeast, for Boston, for example, we have Northeast 1, 2, and 3. I think we're in the Northeast 3, third conference, I think. Um, I don't recall. But each conference has maybe 9, 10 teams in it. So if there's like 14 conferences, we're talking about around 140 teams in the league all, all in all. And the way that they used to do it is that the top 16 out of those 140 teams made playoffs. This season, they have changed that. And I say used to. There hasn't been a previous Valorant season, but uh, that's what their rules were before 
think November, and then they changed it, yeah. like November 23rd or so. The way that it works now is that there are, I think, 48 teams that make playoffs or something like that. It's just, it's the top three um, teams from each conference based on win-loss. So we just have to be top three. I believe right now we're placed third in our conference of like the 11 teams or whatever. Um, so there's a chance. There's also a chance that we won't, but we'll see. It's all about how it all shapes up. Shapes up. So moving into this next game, I don't know. I think I think we just can't overthink it too much. Let's just play. Just have some fun. Yeah. It's it's a new league. Everybody's figuring their stuff out. Like nobody has managed to even take a map off of like. I think the most like rounds that they've dropped in this league so far is nine Scarlet Knights. That is. So it's like whatever. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. It'll be whatever. I do have uh, some stuff going on in the chat. Somebody asks, uh, will the highlights be on YouTube? Yes, they will. And I believe Gabe will send out a message on the BU Gaming Discord when that happens. Did I yep. hope? And it's also going to be on Spotify, which is in the announcements uh, channel on the BU Gaming Discord. So if you check in those two places, the VODs are going to be up there. Um, and somebody asks, how did you guys get into Val? Ooh. Get into Val? Get into Val. I mean... I played Counter Strike and then Valorant was Counter Strike. <laughs> yeah, too, did everybody so. come from Counter Strike? Because that seems to be a trend. I watched one War Pretty Owl much. video and it's like, ooh, Valorant, look at this shooter that's cool and punishes you for being out of position by aim tagging you to basically a crawl. And I'm like, this is nice. So I got into the beta, I played it. I probably picked up Brim as my first agent because I didn't know what I was doing. But then I, I just mm. settled on Sage. Um, played that throughout the summer, got really into it, and like went up to like plat two or three, and then I just got washed after that point. After I joined the BU Gaming <laughs> Club and the uh, the B team after tryouts, right? So one more tryouts, like near the beginning of the semester when the things like were like September, August, September, I'd say, yeah, yeah, like like there must have been early uh, September, October, yeah, like so late late September, early October, yeah. So I know that myself, Gabe, and Brian, we got in through that first initial tryouts during September. But we were look, but the and then uh, you two were assigned captain for the A team. I was assigned captain for the B team, and then Dari's path is a little different because he was put on because we had a second round of tryoffs mm -hmm. to get more roster depth, and uh, Dari was a must pick for the B team. And I'll butter you up right <laughs> now, dude, because <laughs> I, I tried to steal him, but it didn't. Work. Yeah. So like full disclosure, I think Gabe tried like wanted you and BFK. Like, yeah. would have liked, like, actually, I think he wanted BFK specifically because he played Sova. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we had a Sova lack on our Yeah, team, and but... who who came on because of the second tryouts? I believe it was DNL. Well, DNL and was a must. DNL was, he was a must. Like, yeah. He yeah. was correct. And then the other person that was insane was Optimum. Optimum so we yeah. wanted Optimum in. So instead of going for BFK or Dar, you guys went with those two, and I was left with the uh, the scraps. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to scrim? You want to scrim A team versus B team? I mean, went super well last time. Yeah, it did. We won. <laughs> no, no, totally, no. Totally. I mean, it, we obviously won. You can look at it. It says 13-0 right totally. there. Just don't look at yeah. the names. But there's that's you know. true. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, I think it's something that Gabe and I both observed was Dari was really good with positioning and just playing Omen overall. Like yes. his kills were from being able to use Omen effectively and being being able to be in the right place at the right time. So that's yeah. why. Uh, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to like. I feel like we're so early days in Valorant. The game changes so fast. It's hard to figure out what you're looking for in a player. Um, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. DNL would have had to be very toxic for him to not get picked up. Like, <laughs> yeah, with, DNL. With, like the kills that he was dropping, like it was <laughs> unreasonable. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, we had to rebalance the teams like three times or something. Mm -hmm. So they were fair. He might be the best player that I've ever played with, I think. 
It's pretty interesting, yeah. So, what were we talking All about right. again? CSL. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, we kind of covered CSL. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, threats. Forward, what we're hey, expecting. Nobody cares about the B team, apparently. You know, I'll just close. No, we care throat. about. Okay, so you guys are in a bit of a different league situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're in the open league, which is basically like, I don't know, like T ball. If that was, if the star division mm-hmm. was like D one stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, our league is a little more chill. Um, the ranks are a little lower, and the stakes aren't as high. And I'm pretty sure our prize for winning is having to clean up the arena after um, <laughs> the Star League is done with their mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and we get Arby's after. I don't know. We might give you an, an autograph if you get like Yeah. Uh, nice. But, I mean, in terms of actual threats in our division, we're in the North, or the conference. We're in Northeast 2. The only team that has given us, like, I think very significant, like, pushback is Bingham University Open 1. So, if we beat their A team, I think. If their B team is this good, yeah. I don't know. Oh, wait. They did? just had some uh, crazy rotates on us. They had some good rotates. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Perhaps they're counterable. Um, that's when we went in with, like, a pretty, like, revamped roster, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I subbed in Dari and BFK immediately because. They're like they're re- doing really well in tryouts, and they were highly ranked. So I'm like, I think I'll try them in this game because Binghamton, uh, Binghamton is looking to be a very tough opponent. But we lost. I mean, it wasn't like complete blowout, thirteen zeros, but uh, I think it was by a relatively significant margin. So, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they're beatable, but we just have to um, make sure our, our B game is on. It's going to be the, the nice. playoffs rematch for sure. It's going to be. How are you guys? Um... Amazing. Are you guys ranked in your conference? I think we're second. Second? Because, yeah. Okay. yeah, the only team to have beaten us is Binghamton, and Binghamton is undefeated. Undefeated. Dang, okay. So yeah. they're, they're the Scarlet Knights of your conference. They pretty much <laughs> are, though I don't think they're as, like, pushing the boundaries yeah. well, as Scarlet Knights is with three Radiants on the... Five Radiants on the team. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I sometimes go into, like, the CSL Discord into, like, the looking for scrims thing, and even over, like, winter break. Like, it was, like, the day oh, before... Oh, yeah, people requesting Immortal like, 3 plus yeah, only I, scrims, yeah. Sorry, guys, I uh, don't care about Valorant that much, gotta be honest. That's pretty <laughs> insane, yeah. I think, like, the yeah. skill gap... but Like, Immortal 3 to Radiant, I think it's more of, like, a dedication thing. It feels like... Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's... I honestly feel like from, like... Diamond, Diamond two, onwards maybe. is just like t- yeah. time. It's just playing. Play. You just yeah. keep playing and eventually you'll get there. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really played like normal comp in a while. I don't really yeah. think the ranks matter that much yeah. once you're past I a mean, certain point. I've taken such... I've taken a very long hiatus from Valo, just full disclosure. Like, I haven't played like significantly in a long while, like a week or two. Uh, two weeks at least. Like I played some unranked and that was it. So mm-hmm. kind of out of the mm-hmm. game, just taking a break. But I'm definitely going to hop back into it because we're going to need to get some work done. We got when, matches coming up. Oh, we got matches and we've got matches, baby. Dude, I'm worried. DNL keeps like in-game like World of Warcraft. I'm like, or world is it World of Warcraft that he keeps playing? I don't know. I keep seeing him play and I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, that's not Valorant. That's not Valorant. That's not Valorant. <laughs> we have a game in nine days and that's not Valorant. We have a problem. We have a problem. We have somebody saying, oh, B-Team take my energy. Lots of things in the chat. This is game. This yes. is why we, this is exactly why we need the chat during the stream to show up because the chat is booming right now. People I wish are I saying B-Team forever. Right uh, B-Team take my energy. Thank you so much. Um, should do a rematch with NAU. Uh, so Ooh. this is the hilarious thing about NEU actually. NEU supposedly had a B team that we were supposed to face, and I thought they were going to blow us out of the water. Turns out that team disbanded. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that team just doesn't exist anymore. But they do have a C team. 
Yeah, they have a C team that plays in a different league somehow. Wait, they play in... No, or we're they play going up in, against them. We're going... That, oh, they're okay. our last match, January 23rd. So, I mean, we're playing against their C team. I don't know how good they are, uh, but I know the A team was... I think they beat you guys. I don't know by how much of a margin. I don't know if they were good or if you just had a terrible day that time. I think it was a BO3. It was a close game. It was like yeah. the third match. Is that we're talking? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think you guys won, We got sweeped. We got sweeped. We got swept. We got swept. Okay. There, okay. Listen, it was totally worth it, though. We got a clip of a false ace that I use in everything now. That is my go-to clip for everything. That's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow, we have 15 viewers now, Gabe, and you're, ju you're just going to end the live stream. You really think you're just going to do that that easily? Now we have I am, on. though. We've been streaming for like an hour and 17. I will say, though, so you guys you guys all typing like the take my energy in the chat, love it, show up for the actual streams and then type that, and that will actually help the team. Like, we love to hear that stuff. Like, between matches, I mean, like, go and check it out and see what people are saying. Like, we need your energy, so be there Absolutely. to give it to us. Absolutely. And our matches mm -hmm. are going to be coming up. Let's see if I can get them right. So B-Team has matched January 9th at 3. Uh, it's like every Saturday at 3, basically, mm -hmm. uh, from starting from January 9th until the 23rd. And I believe B-A-Team has a certain same situation, right? Yeah. Give so, or take. you know, I might reschedule some of our matches just so we can get them streamed because, I mean, A-Team takes priority when it comes to streaming. And I know you guys want to watch B-Team uh, wreck some face. <laughs> For sure. Exactly. Yeah, so I think I think we have been streaming for quite a while now. Uh, we we've talked about a lot of stuff. We we went all the way back. We talked about the 1.11 patch notes that have sort of defined this era of Valorant since. We've talked about 1.14 patch notes. We talked about Sky. We talked about Breach. We talked about <coughs> Icebox. Um, Poggers. No, I wouldn't use that word with Icebox. Icebox. Um, Icebox. Yeah. Um, I think. I think at this point, the, the only thing that we can talk about left, we've talked about uh, CSL and where we're going from there. What do we, let, let's finish it off with this question. I think this is good. What do we want to see from the game moving forward? We've talked about like some, some leaked footage or like leaked ideas of what they might be adding to the game. So right now, quickly, so that we can sort of start wrapping up, um, what, let's go each person at a time. What do we think, like what is our ideal thing to be added to the game? It could be a change to a map. It could be a new map of a certain type. You can use a reference. It could be a new agent. It could be removing an agent. What change would you like to see made? Ooh, um, I guess I'll we'll go start first. with Philip first. Go first. Down the line, yeah. <sighs> All right, Viper buff. Let's make Viper. Um, I just want to see more Vipers being played in CSL. Even though it would be a huge pain for me, I just want to see more people using Viper because Viper is such an interesting and underutilized agent. And I think just giving her a little more oomph is gonna allow people to you know, pick her and also fixing that weird thing with the not being able to pick up the smokes or whatever. So people can actually practice uh, Viper a little more easily. I think, I think for mine, um, it's going to have to be just reading through chat right now. We've got Erico requesting the double raise nade back. And uh, I think I have to agree with that. I think that's the <laughs> fix. I think it will solve the, the game. Yeah. We need the two raise nades. We need to be able to throw them down mid on, on bind every single round. Perma stop the push. What we really need is um, Sage to become a must pick again. Please. Mm -hmm. Please. I love playing Sage when Sage was the most viable character of characters. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, for me, I, I just want to see more agents. I just really want to see a pick and ban system in the game right now. Yeah. I agree. Right now, we're Same. lacking a lot of agents, like for controllers at least. Like Viper is not a viable controller, like a standalone controller. Brim is mm -hmm. not as picked as often. Like in pro games, and then like Omen is 100% pick rate. Yeah, in Omen is the most viable controller out of those. Mm -hmm. And then that's Easily. it. That's all we have. So I'd love to see a bit more of those and then see some bands. 
I agree. I, I agree with everything that's been said. I guess to add some diversity and try not to restate the same things, I I want more maps. I want more maps. I want like a seven map system like there is in CS. I want there to be proper BO3s. Yeah, I mm-hmm. want I want ban ban pick pick ban ban. And then one left over. Yeah. That's what I want. I want like a proper pick ban veto system. Yeah. That's what I would like to see. I think the game's gonna get there. I think we've Within the scale of what an esport is, it's incredible that Valorant has become this big to where we can even have a podcast about it within like not very long of it being out. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to a tiny little game called Due Process that's out on Steam now. I've been following it for like many many months. It's somewhere between like Counter Strike and Siege, closer to Siege. Very small indie game has like a hundred players at a time. Valorant is like the polar opposite of that. Came out of nowhere, huge publication like. And has just hit the ground running. This is not normal. So we say all these things. We talk about the problems with the games, but take it with a grain of salt. Like this is not the scale in which esports operates. We need it needs time. It will grow and evolve and listen to the community. I hope. Please, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, please. Not, don't pull please. I don't want this game to die because yeah. I really do enjoy it. As much as I get frustrated over every single time I solo queue and my team is trash and I can't get anything <laughs> done because I'm a sentinel and that's not how I play. I love the game. I love the game. <laughs> Game's pretty cool. And so I think with that, we're pretty much ready to wrap up. Uh, um, do you guys have any closing thoughts, comments? Do we want to give any shout outs while you guys are here? Well, I will start really quickly just so that I don't forget. Um, if you need any updates from the B Gaming Discord, check the link in the chat by Giorno. Um, that's where most of the stuff is going to come from. If you check the hashtag announcements channel, everything's going to be there. This VOD is going to be up on YouTube shortly, as well on as on Spotify, if you prefer to listen to it via audio. And of course, we're going to be streaming this uh, bi-weekly every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Um, and we'll always have an announcement out uh, if you join the, I believe it's the Valorant, at Valorant tag. If you add that to your name in Discord, we'll let you know when the stream's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the next stream will then be uh, January 13th. Yes. Uh, Wednesday. Ooh, Derry Jersey merch. Afternoon. Dude, jerseys are going to happen, and I will make sure they happen. This is something I've Dude. been asking for since I joined the team. <laughs> I'll do anything for a t-shirt. Please give On the us- behalf of the e-board, um, we are trying. <laughs> That's you all I can say. Try harder, okay? That's all I can say. <laughs> We're trying. It's in the works, all right? That's all I can say. It's I'd in buy the a Derry jersey, and I'm not even Derry. Darry. 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 God, you got me to say it. No. no. Even I said dairy. Dairy. No. no. <laughs> Cow. All right. So I think with that, we'll wrap up then. Thank you guys all for joining. Thank you guests for being here today. Philip, my trusty co-host. This has been the BU Gaming's Valorant, Collegiate Valorant Podcast Showstopper. You guys have a good night. down to just two players with a bomb down. Falsy finding three, four. Will we see the ace from Falsy this round?